The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Happy Feast Day to all of my Benedictine friends. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, July 11th, 2022, Monday of the 15th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle 2. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. And it is the Memorial of St. Benedict. Born in 480 into a distinguished family in central Italy, at first he became a hermit. But he soon realized that he could not live a hidden life in a small town any better than in a large city. So he withdrew to a cave high in the mountains for three years. Some monks chose Benedict as their leader for a while, but found his strictness not to their taste. Finally, he began to build one of the most famous monasteries in the world, Monte Cassino. And the rule that gradually developed prescribed a life of liturgical prayer, study, manual labor, and living together in community under a common abbot. St. Benedict died in 547. St. Benedict, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus, I unite myself to your perpetual, unceasing, universal sacrifice. I offer myself to you every day of my life and every moment of every day, according to your most holy and adorable will. Since you have been the victim of my salvation, I wish to be the victim of your love. Accept my desire. Take my offering and graciously hear my prayer. Let me live for love of you. Let me die for love of you. Let my last heartbeat be an act of perfect love. Amen. We join Pope Francis in praying for the elderly who represent the roots and memory of a people May their experience and wisdom help young people to look towards the future with hope and responsibility. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make these moments of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guiding angel, intercede for me. Oftentimes, when I spend time talking with you, Jesus, about the souls around me, I find myself praying for something almost a bit enigmatic. It's not that I have no idea what to pray for, but that I know what we all need, what I need, and what those around me need, is to encounter you in a way that's more complete, more intimate, more deep. I think it's something that we all encounter in our concern for others, and in the consideration of our own interior life. The need to deepen in our relationship with you, so as to better understand the paths that lead to heaven. So when I heard you relate the parable of the sower in today's Gospel, The thing that drew my attention most was not the parable itself, but that when the disciples ask you why you always use parables, your answer almost seems a bit ominous. 
The reason I talk to them in parables, you tell the disciples, is that they look without seeing and listen without hearing or understanding. So in their case, this prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled. You will listen and listen again, but not understand. See and see again, but not perceive. For the heart of this nation has grown coarse. Their eyes are dull of hearing, and they have shut their eyes. For fear that they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and be converted and be healed by me. I can't deny that my first reaction is to think that that's a bit tough. I mean, at first glance, forgive me, Lord, it seems that you are saying that you don't want people to understand. And then, of course, I realized that it's not that you don't want them to see, but that people need to be willing to see. That prophecy from Isaiah says, For the heart of this nation has grown coarse. Their eyes are dull of hearing, and they have shut their eyes, for fear that they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and be converted and be healed by me. How could anyone fear, you think? How could anyone fear seeing or fear hearing? Then, of course, I realize it's not just that they hear your words, it's that they hear the you behind them, it's that they understand what it means, and that's going to have an impact on their lives. And somehow, taking someone else into our lives is always a challenge. It's always dangerous because someone else in my life changes the way that I live. But then, listening to those words and thinking of souls who struggle to see, souls who struggle to hear, well, I looked at the first reading from today's Mass, and everything seems to make more sense. There I find another passage from Isaiah, which puts everything in its true context. Thus says the Lord, As the rain and the snow come down from the heavens, and do not return without watering the earth, making it yield and giving growth to provide seed for the sower and bread for the eating, so the word that goes from my mouth does not return to me empty, without carrying out my will, and succeeding in what it was sent to do. Well, of course, it has to be that way. How could anything you do, God, possibly fail? So at the same time as you say that some don't want to hear and therefore understand and be healed, there's a certainty that your word will bear the fruit that it ought. But of course, I can't escape the conviction that the word that Isaiah is talking about is not merely his own prophecy, not simply your parables, not even the entirety of your preaching, but that in reality, the word that Isaiah is talking about is you. You are the word of God, the one which comes forth into the world and is certain to bear fruit. I really think that's why these parables cannot make sense to people. Because it's not a matter of understanding the parable as such. I mean, let's face it, most of them are not exactly rocket science, not quantum mechanics. We can get the meaning. No, it's not the parables as such, but it's that in understanding and accepting the parables, we can't help but begin to understand you, who you are, and, well, that changes everything. Of course, we see so many times in our 21st century that people, they look for sage words and sublime wisdom in a very rhetorical fashion. Looking around us, we see the way that people want to be convinced by words and images. And we see that time and again in everything from political discourse to social media. We see there the way that people can be carried away by beguiling words and, and guided by images which really are fickle and many times completely untrue. And that pertains even to the spiritual level. 
people seek some sort of sublime words of wisdom, some kind of rules or mantras to live by, things that are in some way or another guidelines for a spiritual and fulfilling life, whatever that kind of thing means. Some sort of spirituality which leaves them independent and free, so they think, because of course they're not really that free at all. But you don't offer us that. You offer us much more, in fact. You offer us a person. You offer us yourself. And that's the great risk of our interior life, our Christian faith, is that we get another involved. And things always get complicated when another person is involved. They always get complicated, but they don't necessarily get worse. And here in the 21st century, let's face it, we don't like anything that seems to make our life complicated unless in inverted commas, free and independent. I remember a friend telling me years ago how he met a manager working quite high up in a certain telecommunications company. And they were talking not long after this company had brought out prepay mobile phones. And this friend of mine was saying, well, you know, don't you feel a bit guilty bringing out these prepay phones? Because really, what you're doing there is you're just trying to find a way to get teenagers hooked on mobile phones and therefore to suck lots of cash out of the younger market, get them addicted for the future. Again, this was a long time ago, before the times when everyone had a mobile phone. And anyway, this manager responded to him that actually, no, it had nothing to do with getting teenagers hooked on mobile phones. It's just that we did our market research and we found out that people were scared of committing to a two-year mobile contract. So we decided to bring out something that wasn't so scary. Now, I mean, you think, oh, that's crazy. If people are scared of committing to a two-year mobile contract, then how on earth do we commit to another person? That's much bigger and much more difficult. And of course, we see that carried out time and again nowadays in the way people are scared of getting married, let alone taking up any other type of vocation. The idea of actually committing ourselves to another is really difficult. But the irony is that's why we need to encounter you, Jesus. I know it, we all know it, but sometimes we realize it's hard. And it's especially hard for people who haven't yet met you, who don't know who you really are. Because, of course, once we know who the other person is, who you are, we realize it's always worthwhile committing to you. We have to give you a lot of thanks, Lord, that we do have that relationship with you. Because no matter what our failings are, the relationship that we have with you is our greatest tool in the new evangelization. For everything that we can say, for all the words that might come from our mouth, the witness of a person who knows you will always have an impact. It's probably the best way we have of making you, the true word of God, present in the world of the 21st century. It's actually, in a certain sense, another miracle that you choose to be present to others in us. Maybe not in us directly, but in us, especially in the way that we actually participate in a relationship with you, that we've discovered you, know who you are, and find our freedom in you. Well, Jesus, I can't help but pray that many souls will listen to you, the true word of God. Not merely listen to you, but to encounter you in their lives, to understand you, and to be healed by you. Taking those words from the prophet Isaiah, Lord, we want to pray that they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, that they might really know who you are, and so understand with their heart and be converted and be healed by you.
I know, Lord, that the greatest gift we can give to others is not our explanation of sacred scripture, but our own friendship with you. With that, we can really help people to discover how good it is to be close to you, to have you and to relate to you, and that in you, all the parables and everything else in sacred scripture, and indeed, everything in life, here on earth and in heaven, makes sense. With you, we understand not just the parables, but life itself. Our Mother Mary, help us to understand your Son, to get to know him and to make him present in our lives to the people around us. Help us to get to know him so well that we become great transmitters of the joy of the gospel, and that way that we lead other souls to know your Son, to take up an intimate life of friendship with him, and to walk the paths to heaven. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask your assistance in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guiding angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour, and this is Daybreak. celebrating St. Benedict on this Monday, July 11th, 2022 on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's begin the liturgical day joining with the whole church in prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips and my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Go within his gates, giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in his saints. Indeed. How good is the Lord! Eternal His merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in His saints. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was, as it was in, the in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship God, wonderful in His saints. Lord 
Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. Our God will be made manifest. He will not come in silence. The God of gods, the Lord, has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion's perfect beauty, he shines. Our God comes. He keeps silence no longer. Before him, fire devours. Around him, tempest rages. He calls on the heavens and the earth to witness his judgment of his people. Summon before me my people, who made covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens proclaim his justice, for God himself is the judge. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Our God will be made manifest. He will will not come in silence. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. Listen, my people, I will speak. Israel, I will testify against you, for I am God, your God. I accuse you, lay the charge before you. I find no fault with your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I do not ask more bullocks from your farms, nor goats from among your herds. For I own all the beasts of the forest, beasts in their thousands on my hills. I know all the birds in the sky. All that moves in the field belongs to me. Were I hungry, I would not tell you, for I own the world and all it holds. Do you think I eat the flesh of bulls? Or drink the blood of goats? Pay your sacrifice of thanksgiving to God and render him your votive offerings. Call on me in the day of distress. I will free you and you shall honor me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Offer to God the sacrifice of praise. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. I I want want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. But God says to the wicked, But how can you recite my commandments and take my covenant on your lips, you who despise my law and throw my words to the winds? You who see a thief and go with him, who throw in your lot with adulterers, who unbridle your mouth for evil and whose tongue is plotting crime. You who sit and malign your brother and slander your own mother's son, you do this, and should I keep silence? Do you think that I am like you? Mark this, you who never think of God, lest I seize you and you cannot escape. A sacrifice of thanksgiving honors me, and I will show God's salvation to the upright. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, 
accept us as a sacrifice of praise, so that we may go through life unburdened by sin, walking in the way of salvation, and always giving thanks to you. I want a loving heart more than sacrifice, knowledge of my ways more than holocausts. The Lord led this holy man along a sure path. He showed him the kingdom of God. From the first book of Kings. Ahab came to meet Elijah, and when he saw Elijah, he said to him, Is it you, you disturber of Israel? It is not I who disturb Israel, he answered, but you and your family by forsaking the commands of the Lord and following the Baals. Now summon all Israel to me on Mount Carmel, as well as the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Aserah, who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent to all the Israelites and had the prophets assemble on Mount Carmel. Elijah appealed to all the people and said, How long will you straddle the issue? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal, follow him. The people, however, did not answer him. So Elijah said to the people, I am the only surviving prophet of the Lord, and there are 450 prophets of Baal. Give us two young bulls. Let them choose one, cut it into pieces, and place it on the wood, but start no fire. I shall prepare the other and place it on the wood, but shall start no fire. You shall call on your gods, and I will call on the Lord. The God who answers with fire is God. All the people answered, Agreed. Elijah then said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one young bull and prepare it first, for there are more of you. Call upon your gods, but do not start the fire. Taking the young bull that was turned over to them, They prepared it and called on Baal from morning till noon, saying, Answer us, Baal. But there was no sound and no one answering. And they hopped around the altar they had prepared. When it was noon, Elijah taunted them, Call louder, for he is a god and may be meditating, or may have retired, or may be on a journey. Perhaps he is asleep and must be awakened. They called out louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until blood gushed over them. Noon passed, and they remained in a prophetic state until the time for offering sacrifice. But there was not a sound. No one answered, and no one was listening. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come here to me. When they had done so, he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been destroyed. He took twelve stones for the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the Lord had said, Your name shall be Israel. He built an altar in honor of the Lord with the stones, and made a trench around the altar large enough for two sayas of grain. When he arranged the wood, He cut up the young bull and laid it on the wood. Fill four jars with water, he said, and pour it over the holocaust and over the wood. Do it again, he said, and they did it again. Do it a third time, he said, and they did it a third time. The water flowed around the altar and the trench was filled with water. 
At the time for offering sacrifice, the prophet Elijah came forward and said, Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and that I am your servant and have done all these things by your command. Answer me, Lord. Answer me, that this people may know that you, Lord, are God, and that you have brought them back to their senses. The Lord's fire came down and consumed the holocaust, wood, stones, and dust. It lapped up the water in the trench. Seeing this, all the people fell prostrate and said, The Lord is God. The Lord is God. Then Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Let none of them escape. They were seized, and Elijah had them brought down to the brook Kishon, and there he slit their throats. The Word of the Lord I shall gather the Israelites together. No longer shall they be two nations. No longer shall they defile themselves with their idols. They They shall be my people, and and they they shall shall have one shepherd. I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must lead them also, and there shall be one flock. They shall be my people, and they shall have one shepherd. A reading from the Rule of Benedict, Abbot Whenever you begin any good work, you should first of all make a most pressing appeal to Christ our Lord to bring it to perfection, that he who has honored us by counting us among his children may never be grieved by our evil deeds. For we must always serve him with the good things he has given us in such a way that he may never, as an angry father disinherits his son or even like a master who inspires fear, grow impatient with our sins and consign us to everlasting punishment, like wicked servants who would not follow him to glory. So we should at long last rouse ourselves, prompted by the words of Scripture, Now is the time for us to rise from sleep. Our eyes should be open to the God-given light, and we should listen in wonderment to the message of the divine voice as it daily cries out, Today, if you shall hear his voice, harden not your hearts. And again, if anyone has ears to hear, let him listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And what does the Spirit say? Come, my sons, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Hurry, while you have the light of life, so that death's darkness may not overtake you. And the Lord, as he seeks the one who will do his work among the throng of people to whom he makes that appeal, says again, Which of you wants to live to the full? Who loves long life and the enjoyment of prosperity? And if when you hear this you say, I do, God says to you, If you desire true and everlasting life, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. And when you have done these things, my eyes will be upon you and my ears will be attentive to your prayers. And before you call upon my name, I shall say to you, Behold, I am here. 
What could be more delightful, dearest brothers, than the voice of our Lord's invitation to us? In His loving kindness, He reveals to us the way of life. And so, girded with faith and the performance of good works, let us follow in His paths by the guidance of the gospel. Then we shall deserve to see Him who has called us into His kingdom. If we wish to attain a dwelling place in His kingdom, we shall not reach it unless we hasten there by our good deeds. Just as there exists an evil fervor, a bitter spirit, which divides us from God and leads us to hell, so there is a good fervor which sets us apart from evil inclinations and leads us toward God and eternal life. Monks should put this fervor into practice with an overflowing love, that is, They should surpass each other in mutual esteem, accept their weaknesses, either of body or of behavior, with the utmost patience, and vie with each other in acceding to requests. No one should follow what he considers to be good for himself, but rather what seems good for another. They should display brotherly love in the chaste manner, fear God in a spirit of love, revere their abbot with a genuine and submissive affection, Let them put Christ before all else, and may he lead us all to everlasting life. Wishing to please God alone, Benedict left his home and patrimony to enter the religious life. He lived as a hermit in the presence of the all-seeing God. He withdrew from the world of men, knowingly unacquainted with its ways, and wisely unlearned in its wisdom. He lived as a hermit in the presence of the all-seeing God. Let us pray. O God, who made the abbot St. Benedict an outstanding master in the school of divine service, grant, we pray, that, putting nothing before love of you, we may hasten with loving hearts in the way of your commands. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour on Monday, July 11th, 2022, we're celebrating St. Benedict on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes. It's Daybreak. On Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, July 11, 2022, the Memorial of St. Benedict. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord gives a rather hard explanation of why he came from the 10th and 11th chapters of the Gospel of Matthew. Do not think that I have come to bring peace on earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's foes will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake will find it. 
He who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet because he is a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward, and he who receives a righteous man because he is a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives to one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple, truly, I say to you, he shall not lose his reward. When Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. St. Benedict, whom we celebrate today, was called to evangelize the world, and so are we. In big ways, yes, but mostly in the small ways. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 7, Special Feasts. Confronted with a seemingly unsympathetic environment, many Christians have preferred to abstain from expressing whatever might clash with popular modern or progressive trends. One contemporary writer warns, if for the sake of preserving friendships we decide to put bothersome issues in a parenthesis, as it were, we surely run the risk of burying within ourselves that which is most essential to us. That is, the truth and meaning behind daily living. No Christian can remain on the fringes of the great human questions confronting the world. We cannot simply fold our arms when a subtle persecution condemns the church to die of neglect, putting it outside the sphere of public life, and above all, obstructing its part in education, culture, and family life. These are not our rights. They are God's rights. He has entrusted them to us Catholics so that we may exercise them. As this opposition becomes increasingly evident, we have to realize the urgency of re-Christianizing the world, in particular the specific area, perhaps small, in which our own life unfolds. Each one of us has seriously to ask, what can I do in my city, in my workplace, my university, and any other environment I am in? to help Christ reign more effectively in souls. Consider this question in the presence of God. Ask advice and pray. Then set out with holy determination to win that particular domain for God. The task of re-evangelizing the West is not within reach only of those with particular status or influence in public life. It is the responsibility of everyone. We will carry out the evangelization which this world of ours is so sorely in need of when we live as God wants, when mothers and fathers teach by example, generosity in the number of their children, their relationships with hired help and neighbors, and when they show their children detachment from personal things, a sense of duty, temperance, and a spirit of sacrifice in caring for the elderly and needy. Preachers and catechists cooperate in the re-Christianization of society by tirelessly teaching the complete message of Christ without adding to it or leaving anything out. High schools taking into account their foundational objectives by truly educating students in the Christian spirit. 
businessmen by avoiding immoral practices like unjust commissions, taking unfair advantage of confidential information or contracts, or inserting advertisements in the news media that propagate ideas contrary to the faith, even if this entails certain economic disadvantages. And doctors, by refraining from medical procedures contrary to God's law, as always, our personal apostolate of friendship is fruitful in all circumstances. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers, and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. It's 14 minutes before the hour. It's time to pray. We join the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org a lay apostolate promoting the prayer of the Liturgy of the Hours by all of the faithful, we join together now in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord God of hosts. My soul is longing and yearning, is yearning for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my soul ring out their joy to God, the living God. The sparrow herself finds a home, and the swallow a nest for her brood. She lays her young by your altars, Lord of hosts, my King and my God. They are happy who dwell in your house, forever singing your praise. They are happy whose strength is in you, in whose hearts are the roads to Zion. As they go through the bitter valley, they make it a place of springs the autumn rain covers it with blessings. They walk with ever-growing strength. They will see the God of gods in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Turn your eyes, O God, our shield. Look on the face of your anointed. One day within your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. The threshold of the house of God I prefer to the dwellings of the wicked. For the Lord God is a rampart, a shield. He will give us his favor and glory. The Lord will not refuse any good to those who walk without blame. Lord God of hosts, happy the man who trusts in you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Bless your people, Lord. You have given us the law that we may walk from strength to strength, and raise our minds to you from this valley of tears. May we receive the gifts you have gained for us. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Come, 
let us climb the mountain of the Lord. Come, Come, let let us climb climb the mountain mountain of the Lord. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest mountain and raised above the hills. All nations shall stream toward it. Many people shall come and say, Come, let us climb the Lord's mountain to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may instruct us in his ways, and we may walk in his paths. For from Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and impose terms on many peoples. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. One nation shall not rise the sword against another, nor shall they train for war again. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Come, Come, let let us climb the mountain of the Lord. Sing to the Lord, and bless his name. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. O sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. O sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim his help day by day. Tell among the nations his glory and his wonders among all the peoples. The Lord is great and worthy of praise, to be feared above all gods. The gods of the heathens are not. It was the Lord who made the heavens. His are majesty and state and power and splendor in his holy place. Give the Lord, you families of people. Give the Lord glory and power. Give the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and enter his courts. Worship the Lord in his temple, O earth. Tremble before him. Proclaim to the nations, God is king. The world he made firm in its place. He will judge the peoples in fairness. Let the heavens rejoice and the earth be glad. Let the sea and all within it thunder praise. Let the land and all it bears rejoice. All the trees of the wood shout for joy. At the presence of the Lord, for he comes. He comes to rule the earth. With justice he will rule the world. He will judge the peoples with his truth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, you have renewed the face of the earth. Your church throughout the world sings you a new song announcing your wonders to all. Through a virgin, you have brought forth a new birth in our world. Through your miracles, a new power. Through your suffering, a new patience. In your resurrection, a new hope. And in your ascension, new majesty. 
Sing to the Lord and bless his name. A reading from the letter to the Romans. Brothers, I beg you, through the mercy of God, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, your spiritual worship. Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that you may judge what is God's will, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the depths of his heart, the law of God is his guide. In the, in the depths, depths of, of his heart, the, the law of God is his guide. He will never lose his way. The law, the law of, of God, God is, is his guide. guide. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. In the, in the depths, depths of his heart, the law of God is his guide. He lived a holy life, Benedict, blessed in name and in grace. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. He lived a holy life, Benedict, blessed in name and in grace. My brothers, let us praise Christ, asking to serve Him and to be holy and righteous in His sight all the days of our life. Let us acclaim Him. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. You desire to experience everything we experience but sin. Have mercy on us, Lord Jesus. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. You called us to love perfectly. Make us holy, Lord Jesus. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. You commissioned us to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Let your light shine on us, Lord Jesus. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. You desire to serve, not to be served. Help us, Lord Jesus, 
to give humble service to you and to our neighbors. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. You are in the form of God, sharing in the splendor of the Father. Lord Jesus, let us see the glory of your face. Lord, you alone are the Holy One. And now let us pray with confidence as Christ our Lord asked. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us pray. O God, who made the abbot St. Benedict an outstanding master in the school of divine service, grant, we pray, that, putting nothing before love of you, we may hasten with loving hearts in the way of your commands. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Happy Feast Day, my friend, Sister Linda, and any other Benedictines out there. Morning Air is coming up with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. You go out now, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.